Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. So we've been having the conversation about county fairs for HFFA, how they're going to do that amidst COVID-19. Yeah. Check out this video uh, clip with Adriana. What is your name and how long have you been in 4-H? My name is Adriana. Oh. I've been in for five years. Animals are you growing out this year? I'm growing turkeys. What's the most important thing you've learned this year from the auction program? Um, the turkeys fight a lot when you put them together. <laughs> and is there a way to stop them from fighting? Um, you can separate them. What's the best part of doing this project? So I can spend time with my animals. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's the worst part about doing this program? Or the hardest part about doing this program? Um, the hardest part is when they whack you with their wings. <laughs> and the worst part is when they say goodbye. Aww. All right, Adriana, why are you participating in the 4-H auction? So I can raise money so I can get my Jeep that I want. Her Jeep? Did she say she, her Jeep? She's got a Jeep coming. Oh. She has a lot of ambition. Yeah. This was uh, posted by Cornell Cooperative Extension in Ulster County. That's up in New York for the 4-H. They're doing what a lot of counties are doing right now, and they're having this year's premium sale or livestock auction Offering these animals or the premium for these animals, most mm -hmm. people that are in rural America will know what that is. Uh, they're doing them through uh, online auctions. Yeah, yeah. So social distance and uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. We found that clip this morning and, and we were listening to uh, the different kids or students yeah. that are on there. She just. Uh, she sounds adorable. She does, and I love the fact that Turkey wanted to yes, get in. He wanted yeah. it part of the interview as well. It was almost was right awesome. on cue. It like, was. Somebody's like, "All right." I, I bet they inserted a sound bite in there for them. When I give you the high sign, shake that turkey real hard. <laughs> make, him, make him gobble. Shake uh, the turkey. <laughs> we need T-shirts made around here. <laughs> we get a probably with not. Shake the turkey. Probably not going to have T-shirts that say that on it. Shake but the it, turkey. You can no, say you're something. Probably right. Yeah. Um, oh Lord. Peter will be on the front lawn out here. <laughs> I want to see that turkey shaker. I love that she's about seven years old. Has been doing this for five years and wants a Jeep out of the deal. This is the best little girl I've ever met in my life. That's awesome. She has. Uh, she has the ambition. Yes. Their auction is unfortunately over. What is today? Is this? I have no idea. So, yeah, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's long. So I'm sure that they marketed these animals. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a 4-H online auction up there that um, the county had, uh, the extension office had produced. They opened the bidding on August 6th and they closed it on August 8th. I don't know what those bidding results are. The Sale Ring, online at www.thesalering.com. We've done something similar to that in United Country. We have uh, Jimmy Dean, which yeah. we've talked yeah. to on the show and talked about before. Jimmy has actually helped his county do that. What yeah. what is is he doing online auctions up there mostly for their their groups or what is he doing? 
Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the same thing, you know, so here's the kind of to set the stage for this, the COVID-19 virus has caused a lot of, it's kind of made it very difficult to do on-site auctions or large gatherings at county sale barns, at uh, the fairs or the shows, because they are trying to keep everybody separate, obviously. So what this has allowed the kids and the FFA advisors or 4-H advisors, it's allowed them to still produce some kind of a sale, but remotely through the advent of the online auction Mm -hmm. technology. That's exactly what they're doing. And we do a lot of this, you know, auctioneers do a lot of this in their everyday trade, real estate, um, equipment, estate sales. But this one is for a defined purpose. And to be honest, uh, Trina, it's not always as much about purchasing something for market value. Mm -hmm. It's more about supporting the FFA and the 4-H and supporting the kids uh, and the families because they they're growing and they're they're learning and education out there in that environment that gives them the opportunity to get a little bit of return off of that investment. So I think it's a great strategy. Yeah. So, I mean, I know our county fair has just been completely canceled. Like they're just not going to do it until 2021. Is that not what a lot of other counties are doing? Is that what Jimmy Dean's County did? Obviously not. If they had some kind of online sale, maybe they canceled the, the fair itself and just did the sale online. You know, a lot of these are about tradition. They've done them for yeah. so many years that they just felt a little bit remiss if they did not conduct some type of an auction this year. So there are some counties out there that could not figure out the mechanism or the mechanics to work, and they have postponed them until next year, till 2021. And then there's some counties, uh, I'm trying to think, I believe it's Monroe County. I hope I'm getting that right, that Jimmy Dean Uh uh, just participated with them in an online auction. Here's kind of the nuts and bolts. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the county fair, the 4-H, the FFA kids. It looks like there was 152 kids that participated. And those kids may have one or more animals that they put in it, but there'd be quite a few lots out of that. There was 630 bids placed. So they closed, this auction closed um, right at the end of July. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I think, around the 27th, 28th of July is when the auction was over. They would have kept that open for a period of time. And then there's a clock, just like any online auction, counting down. But they placed 633 bids and they raised $63,000. Wow. Now, $63,000 in the grand scheme of things is probably a fraction or a percentage of what's typically raised at that auction. But if they had 630 bids, that means that they have a lot of local farmers, families, a lot of businesses will um, sometimes participate either alone Mm -hmm. or they'll put money into a pot with other businesses and they'll go in collectively and bid. Right. I'm going to guess in the online platform, they may have been bidding more independently. That comes out of my math right here. I'm scratching over to the side here. It's uh, $63,000, 152 kids. Comes out roughly to $414 per kid. Okay. Now, I I don't know that they put all of that money in a pot and divvied it equally. It costs more money to raise a steer, to raise cattle, than it does a rabbit. Right. Because they're much more expensive to feed and to maintain. And the initial acquisition of them is higher. 
I don't know exactly how that works. Or if they just left each one of those lots individual and the kid received the amount of money that... That it brought, basically, yeah. So it sounds like they're just kind of showing up and dropping off animals and then the bids come in online and then, like, the county takes care of, like, dishing them all out or... That's not normally how it works, right? Usually there's like a whole show going on. And I mean, there's like ribbons being handed out. I Listen, I'm not from the county. I don't do the county fair. I'm like new to all this. This is just my imagination going. This is how it works for me is the kids usually bring their stuff in. It sits there for a week and people kind of vote on it and they get a ribbon and then they have a sale at the end. Yeah. Close. Okay. Close. And that I believe for most non um agricultural consumers, that would be their perception of, well, you just bring your stuff in like to an auction house and drop it off. Here's the great thing about an online auction. And we're seeing this in the equipment industry. We're seeing it in a lot of the, the different kind of vertical markets or unique niche markets. Livestock, a lot of times what they're doing are videoing and taking photographs of the kid with their animals at the farm and the animal remains there. So in a premium sell, a lot of times you're not actually selling the animal. You're selling the bragging rights of, of uh, we we okay. bought the grand champion steer. We bought the champion goat or rabbit or, or the reserve champion. We paid X amount of dollars. And it's endorsing that child, the oh, kid. like a sponsorship. Good it's a sponsor. That's okay. a great way to put it. All right. But they're staying on site. So they're videoing these and they're building lots and they're putting them in an online auction. But the animals are not normally not actually brought to the county and just left at the county for the county to take care of. They Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I figured there was a sale and somebody else took them from the sale, like the buyer at some point takes that animal somewhere else. These normally farm. in a county like a premium sale, uh, the animal still it belongs to the child and, and their. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. They're just there. So kind you're of paying for a sponsorship. sponsorship. You're getting a sponsorship and then continuing to take care of that animal or selling it somewhere else or whatever you're going to do out as a kid That's with right. that animal after. Nice. And a lot of times with livestock or cattle, once they've went through that show circuit or they've reached, you know, at, at, at some succession of that season, they're probably headed to the market yeah. at that point. Yeah. So uh, that's where... Adriana even mentioned, you know, saying goodbye whenever they, yeah. they have to separate from the turkeys. I and mean, that's um, their lifespan's not indefinite in the agricultural no, yeah. world, but they get the knowledge and the, the relationship and the pleasure of, of raising that animal up to a point of maturity. And then, then they start on the next project. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Trip, my youngest, maybe I'll put him through 4-H, make him raise some goats or something. I could see goats happening. We've talked about this. You also, they're in these notes. It says that they pushed uh, some of the counties have pushed fair dates back into mm-hmm. October. That is another strategy that we're seeing. A lot of the counties are moving the dates back, hoping yeah. that COVID, you know, as we get uh, kind of more time, would allow it to d- dissipate a little bit where they could start having their county fairs again. You know, at this stage of the game, it, it seems like it's going the other direction. I yes. noticed here in Kansas City, the mayor has just extended the mm-hmm. indoor-outdoor mask-wearing ban to, uh, I think, into January of 2021 yeah. yes. now. So, Well, the whole schools thing is, you know, me as a parent, that throws me off. I've got one going to college, and they needed to go a few weeks early to avoid COVID related things and be able to take an earlier winter break. But then uh, elementary school and high school kids are going three weeks later, 
You know, so it's like for the same reason, just so they can get all their stuff done and they're anticipating a shutdown. So they're kind of delaying the start of it to begin with um, just to get the schools more prepared. But it's interesting, the dynamics of some of these counties and states and, and you know, their bylaws and, and legislation and things like that on, on the whole COVID thing. It just swings from one whole direction to the other. It's yeah. pretty interesting. So what's next? Time for sponsors? Time for sponsor break. So we're going to slip away here from the sponsors and we'll be okay. back in just a few more minutes with the sale rate. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out auctiontime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at auctiontime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. Auctiontime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. So we were reading this article online, and uh, this one is um, from M Report uh, Mortgage Banking News Greener Pastures Home Buyers interest turns to rule America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting the migration right now from urban America to non-urban uh, yeah. America or rural America. It appears that some of the kind of byproducts of the COVID virus, I don't know that there's a mass exodus just from panic necessarily. I'm sure that on the margin, there's a few people think that that's where my head went very first when you said this, you know, when you gave the title of the article was people are tired of living on top of each other and want some breathing room where they can leave their house and not worry about their neighbor just being right on them. But I guess you could go suburban in that case and you wouldn't have to go all the way rural for that. True, true. Here's the interesting part, though. So let me read this just a very short paragraph. and, And here's how they open the article up. The trend, economists say, is partly due to the fact the pandemic-related working from home Mm. means commute times are no longer a major factor for some people. What I'm reading into that is that they're finding it's it's pushing them off their bubble of just going into the office, Mm -hmm. doing my job every day, going home. We're having to learn to work outside of the office for a lot of these companies to stay, um, to sustain, stay relevant. Yeah. And it's 
now it's opened up the opportunity that maybe I can do partner all of my job from home. Wherever that home might be in the world, whether it's, you know, downtown Chicago or, you know, Urbandale, Illinois somewhere, who knows? Exactly. So if the employer supports that, if they'll underwrite that and say, yeah, you know, if um, as long as it, there's minimal disruption during this time, that's the way that we can continue to work. I think people are starting to kind of get solidified into that method, mm-hmm. methodology of yeah. I can do this job remotely and then come in as needed. Right now, it's minimal risk. But long term, maybe that's what some of these jobs evolve into. And then also we're going to have a series of people that they don't work for a company. They're independent contractors, but they may have went into lease space or paid space, you know, over time. And uh, now they don't. Now they're uh, they're just kind of working out of their. They have configured their homes or apartments where they can work. Work They have workstations in them. So that kind of plays back into what we talked about on our last episode with Pat Duffy as well, as far as the commercial market, kind of lagging right now because of the same thing, because all these employers are finding that their people can work from home and they may not need a base of operation so much. So that's interesting that those, you know, weeks between that they tie right back together, the top news stories. It's interesting. Absolutely. Very interesting. It says home prices across the nation have rose 11.3% on average year over year. During July, those homes in the nation's suburb areas rose 9.2%. Those are strong increases on a national level. Yeah. You and I work uh, here, you know, in the offices or for United Country and one of the major sponsors of uh, this show. Mm -hmm. And they just had last month in July Second, I believe the report said second largest month in the company's history. Wow. 90 plus years in the real estate and non-urban America in the real estate business. Second largest month in company history ever. That's not that surprising to me. I mean, you and I have talked on the show before about, you know, my ultimate dream is to move out, you know, out in the middle of nowhere near me, but closer to the country. But every listing that comes up is there for two days and gone now. Like anything with any amount of acreage in the desired area that I'm at, gone in two days. And now the suburban area right around where I'm at, which is almost in the rural area, is doing the same. Like houses in my neighborhood are on the market for half a day and gone. And they're selling for about 60,000, 70,000 more than they were last year. Seriously. Yes. I'm like, let's go, babe. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, it's a great time to sell your home. Yeah replacing it, you know, well, I can't get to it fast enough, though. That's the problem. I can't get to those rural houses that I want quicker than the other guy is. So there was an agent put a uh, just in the last couple of months, this has happened in the last 60 days, put an offer in on a property. Mm -hmm. And within two days, they had seven offers Mm -hmm. on that same property, some of them above the asking price, the list price. And then they start calling through those and saying, well, which one is the most attractive offer? Because it's not always about the top the price. Top dollar, yeah. It may be a cash offer, mm-hmm. not subject to financing. They're not worried about contingencies in the sale. They're not worried about inspections. I just yeah. want to buy your house. Yep. I want to buy it right now. I'll pay a premium for it. 
and financing's not an issue for yeah. us. We don't have to go and qualify so no for a loan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if they're borrowing the money, they have enough wherewithal in other properties that they're easily financeable out there and that won't distract them from closing on time. So that's a very, very good mm-hmm. seller's market oh, yeah. when that situation's happening. Oh yeah. I know, I know where we're at. It's just booming and crazy. What whereas five years ago we couldn't have sold our house, you know, in a three, four, five month span. It would have taken forever to sell that house. Now I would have my house sold and not have anywhere to go because there's nothing else, you know, everything else has gone too fast. So it's that weird also that weird market as a seller that, you know, you might get stuck with nothing. You might get stuck on your in-law's couch for a while before you find what you want. Tell your friends you get your information on the Sale Ring Podcast Show. Here's another report. It says Google's work from home extension could be a boon for rural America. And that's an article yeah. that came out uh, by The Hill is the name of the publication. They just put this article out. Recent news, Google will let their workforce of over 100,000 continue to work from home until mm-hmm. July 2021. Wow. July 20th. So that's like this time next year. That's right. That's, that's right. Crazy. It has a seismic shift for rural America. That's, does it uh, really say seismic shift? In it the does. Okay. It does. That means we should feel it, right? I guess. <laughs> we have like seismic activity. <laughs> I guess. This is an opportunity not seen before in our lifetimes. Estimates as high as 39% have been predicted for migration out of urban areas, but our estimates are more modest, around 15%. They're tempering it at 15 Some suggest that up to 39% migration out of major metropolitan yeah. areas uh, into either suburbs or farther out, so... There's definitely some migration going on. I, I mean, could see it happening maybe at those percentages in the larger cities. Like our city, Kansas City is not really a huge city to start with. I can't imagine there's if 39 percent of the people that live in the metropolitan Kansas City area moved out, there'd be nobody left in Kansas City, Missouri to, to like populate it. So that's just my take. I think maybe in New York or L.A. or, you know, just any larger city. Uh, compared to us, that that number could be true, but I don't think we'll see that around here so much. Yeah, the more densely populated, yeah. you know, there's obviously room for um, people to move farther mm-hmm. out into the sparsely populated areas. But uh, let's see, I'm, I'm still scanning through this. The suburbs will likely draw some displaced workers, but my company's predictions, at least half will head to rural America which has 97% of the landmass, but only 20% of the population. Mm-hmm. I've heard that statistic before. 90 plus percent of the landmass, 20% of the population in, in rural America. So it's going to be interesting times for a lot of these kind of non-urban real estate and auction marketing companies. They're across the board. We're hearing them report strong sales values, yeah. strong statistics and you had mentioned that you have an interest in possibly finding a home yeah. in rural America. Mm-hmm. 100%. I may have the home for you. Uh, okay. Let's hear this. This one you're going to love. If you don't mind moving to Fayette, Missouri. Okay. Well, I do, but okay. Let's hear it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a two-bedroom, one and a bath, uh, one half. Okay, so that won't one work either. One and one half bath home. Okay. 
got a kid going to college. And He's already in college. I still need more than two bedrooms. There's still two kids home. Well, this one has some extra bedrooms. They're okay. just different. This is an article that came out yesterday, and uh, it says, Missouri home with a working jail is the latest real estate listing to go viral on social media. So, first of all, are you suggesting the other rooms are the jail cells? That That's was, what you're suggesting? That was a suggestion. Okay. Only. Second of all, I heard this on the radio the other day, just randomly on the radio, and they were asking each other, you know, who would you put in those extra rooms that Sean calls them, those those working jail cells? And the co-host lady just screams out of nowhere, my boyfriend's dad. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. It was literally out of nowhere. They bring up the story. She was unprepared. They say, so who would you like to hold in this in this jail cell? And she just screams that out my of nowhere. My boyfriend's dad. Like, well, there's obviously some <laughs> other issues going on, but... Anyway, yeah, I've heard this story. <laughs> That's hilarious. Kind of heard this story. This is, if you haven't checked this out, it's actually a beautiful home. Somebody bought this property. They completely renovated the home itself. And uh, the home's superb. I mean, a lot of woodwork. Yeah, it's just nice. It's yeah. just a very, very yeah. nice home. It says it was originally built in 1875, and it's on the market. It's on the market for $350,000. Oh. Now, in the grand scheme of things, if you're sitting in uh, an area where property values have just skyrocketed yeah. or maybe did that 50 years ago, yeah. I mean, they're just extremely high. That doesn't sound like a tremendous amount of money for a very, very unique home mm -hmm. in Fayette, Missouri. That's going to be at the top of the market. I know that area a little bit out here east of Kansas yeah. City. It's yeah, just it's northwest pretty, of Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Explain how this working jail actually works in conjunction with the house. Like, was it just the old warden's house that they, like, left the jail on the back of it and added to the front? Or how does this work? I may be wrong about this because I don't know the history of it. I'm going to okay. guess that this was probably the city or the municipal jail uh -huh. in that area instead of a prison. Gotcha. Um, where they would have had uh, the police chief or had a sheriff. Um Probably had quarters there in the house, so mm -hmm. full-time they, they operated that. And the other side of the building where there's bars on the outside of the <laughs> windows, you can tell that it used to be, you know, it that, had been used was, as a yeah. working jail. Man, it looks complete, too, the, the photos. If you're listening to this on, uh, on the sale ring, you'll want to go into Google, type in Fayette, F-A-Y-E-T-T-E, -T -T -E, Missouri, Fayette, Missouri, uh, home with jail sales or, or a home in jail that's for sale right now. It's popping up. It literally has went viral. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it on the radio. It's on the way to work today. So it's that's pretty interesting. And it's everywhere. If yeah. They're just, it's uh, a pretty impressive property. If you don't want to do that legwork, we'll put it in the show notes for you too. So there you go. Just click yeah. on the link. We'll put a link <laughs> in uh, on the saleringcom when yeah. we post this. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? This is uh, a property and it's in rural America. I see it's got yeah. the wheels turning. <laughs> it's got the wheels turning in the opposite direction, the complete opposite direction. Listen, how many times have your kids asked you for privacy? They, well, yeah, this is accurate, but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just can't imagine. Like I could, no, this could go so badly. <laughs> the rooms are easy to clean. 
you know, they're square. Sweep them out. Yeah. It's uh, it's easy to keep for sanitation reasons. You just take the giant hose in there and just hose everything down inside the cell. Oh um, Include including the. Uh, the incarcerated person. The you know, incarcerated that, person. No, every, everything's clean. You're grounded, Jimmy. You're go grounded. to cell four I'm for gonna the go, night. <laughs> I'm going to go get the garden hose. And- or even better, like when they have all their little friends over staying the night, you just stick them in the jail. <laughs> that would be pretty fun, actually. <laughs> all right, kids. All right, lights here's out. your cooler full of juice boxes. I got to go. <laughs> you guys stay here. Oh, wait, you have to. Never no mind. <laughs> lights out. <laughs> That is terrible. Uh, I'll see you kids at 0600 in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's oh, uh, that's good stuff. That's uh, good stuff. Yeah. Two bedroom, one and a half bath home in Fayette, Missouri. Well, I mean, you could argue that it's a two bedroom. No, you could argue it's how many cells are there? I thought you said seven, maybe nine. We're looking. Anyway, it rolls out. You could argue those cells are also beds and baths. Yeah, here we go. I've got to click on the link to open the property again. So it says that there are the renovation while I'm reading through Mm -hmm. these notes, these uh, sell notes in here. It shows the renovation in 2005 supposedly took one point five million dollars to renovate. In 2005. That's not that long ago. Not that long ago. Yeah. Nine sales. Nine. Okay. And so including a booking room and a and a half bath. There's private bath. Okay, so you get what is that? That's 10, 11, 11 rooms. Do you suppose each cell has like facilities within it? Working facilities within it? You know what I'm thinking? Like, Air- Airbnb. There we go. That's or, what I'm saying. Or, or since they're jail cells, Airbnb. <laughs> Air breaking and entering there. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> what else is happening? <laughs> we need to leave this alone. <laughs> uh, not a lot else is happening that's going to top that. that. I'll guarantee you a home uh, that has uh, been renovated as a home in jail. And, and working jail. And it's still working. It's ready to go to work. The fact that they listed as working jail is the problem, I think. <laughs> like, how soon or how long ago was it actually in use? It probably doesn't say, but that's just a question for the ether that I would like to know. I'll get right on that. Okay. Thank you. Let's slip away and hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few more minutes with more from the sale ring. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. 
Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out auctiontime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at auctiontime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. Auctiontime.com. The way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back. If you think it's been interesting so far. (laughs) We went and saved the best for last. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Have you received seeds from China in your mailbox? I have not. I have have not either. No? I have not either. Apparently, it's like a national phenomenon, though, yeah? Exactly. There are uh, people uh, that are receiving... In 27 states have issued warnings so far about seed packets coming to them from China. Chinese characters are written on the packages and they they did not order them. They're just receiving those in the mail. I don't know that it's just limited to seeds, but that's the target (laughs) of this article. I think there are some other things that they're sending also. I mean, China just wants us to be a prettier place. I I don't understand. China just wants us to be prettier. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, here's the other <laughs> what thing. What kind of seeds are we talking? They're not about? for sale. They're not for sure exactly what kind of seeds ah. that these are. They're encouraging people not to plant them. I see. Not seeds of destruction. Then <clears throat> the seeds. Seeds of destruction. <laughs> seeds of mass destruction. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I will take you down with my seeds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So let's uh, read an excerpt from this. Officials in at least 27 states are urging residents to report any unsolicited packages of seeds that appear to have been sent from China, warning that they might be invasive or otherwise harmful. Oh, okay. So they could, um, the fear, I assume, is that they may be some type of an invasive species. It's kind of like the carp in the Mississippi River, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Which Um, are also from China, by the way. So interesting facts. I did not know that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Little tutorial about carp. Yeah. You can no longer just paddle boat down the Mississippi without getting smacked in the face with a carp. I love the look in your eye right now. If you don't believe me, Google it. Please. Yeah, please I'm, don't ever do that. At I, all. I dare you to Google carp and see if I'm wrong. The videos are pretty hilarious, though. You'll come into a lot of those kind of videos. You're talking about the Asian carp that, yeah, come that jump up out and of, yeah, smack yeah. people in the face as they're just like canoeing down the river. It's There's a amazing. video of a guy that is... Um, He's skiing, water skiing, with a fishnet in his hand. He's holding the rope with the other hand. And as they're jumping, he's trying to catch them. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, that sounds like a great sport. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. It really does. I'm not near athletic enough for that. No, but, me neither. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of states. There's yeah. 27 that are mentioned in this. I'm going to scroll down here. Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry reported that some of the packages were labeled to say that it contained earbuds or toys. Oh, yeah. So they're not they're like all tricking seeds. people into like opening them or 
you're saying that some of them had those things instead of seeds. Well, it's it's a little ambiguous the way it's written. Maybe they were seeds and they're marked as earbuds or toys because they're the postal system is watching for seeds. Yeah. And now they don't say seeds. They say, hey, they're earbuds. <laughs> so they ship them out and you open them up. <laughs> and weirdest yeah. story. <laughs> so let me tell you this. Do not put these seeds in your ears either. <laughs> That's not what no you want to do with them. It uh, It's crazy. Yeah, it is, I it is agree. Crazy. So this Why? sounds a lot like, so you and I have talked a little bit before about, um, I don't know what they're called at all, but there's these scams where basically I, from what I've heard, like Etsy users or Etsy buyers will start receiving packages and things like that um, that are just kind of unmarked, but they're from like a specific seller and the seller just send them like a free something by accident, quote unquote. And then when that customer calls that company and says, hey, you sent me this. I didn't order it. What's going on? That company is like, no, go ahead and keep it. Just make sure to give us a five-star review on Amazon or whatever it is, on Etsy, whatever the sell, the sell point is. So, But that's a whole scam in itself. And I honestly, I think I might like to get some free things and be part of that scam. Like, I wouldn't mind that too much. You would give them a good rating? rating if they gave me free stuff out of nowhere yeah as long as it's nice stuff yeah i mean if it deserved a rating if it wasn't seeds from china probably yeah so apparently that's called a brushing scam. okay brushing right. um, interesting brushing scam brushing if i give you a product well let's just read it okay. a brushing scam that apartment said on its facebook page is an exploit by a vendor used to bolster product ratings and increase visibility online by shipping an inexpensive product to an unwitting receiver and then submitting positive reviews on the receiver's behalf under the guise ah. of a verified owner. Gotcha. So they would submit it like they'd send me something cool and I might reach out and say, hey, what's this? Oh, no, keep it. And then they review it on my behalf. That's probably where the scam part is. So I can't imagine, like, where's the actual scam in this? I just got something for free. And yeah, okay, I'll give you a five-star review for that. I couldn't understand where that scam was. But if you're, like, fraudulently saying, oh, you know, Trina got this and she loved it and she uses it every day and it's the best thing she's ever had, then, yeah, that could be considered fraudulent, I guess. But We can verify that she got it because we sent it to her yeah. without her knowledge <laughs> or yeah. consent. Yes, Although the seeds did not appear to be directly dangerous, the department said we would still prefer that people contact us to properly dispose of the seeds. Place the seeds in a Ziploc bag and seal it. Call us or mail it or send it in to us. Bring it in and wash your hands. Make sure and wash your hands if you've handled the seeds. Interesting. I wonder what kind of seeds they are. Like, I just, you know, the first China's thing that comes to, to mind for me what? Uh, is a beanstalk. I'm not going to lie to you. Of course it does. Yeah. You want to go find the giant at the top. Yes, I've got uh, <laughs> I've got these magic beans. So, <laughs> and they were sent to me. Uh, By from, China. <laughs> yeah, from overseas. So they've got to be good. Okay. Right. Just, okay. Interesting. So that's in the news, huh? That's what's in the news. I'm just reading. <laughs> apparently, Apparently, this is big. Michael Wallace, spokesman for Virginia's Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, said on Monday the department had received over 900 emails and several hundred telephone calls from people that have received wow. it. So it's pretty broad. I mean, it's actually 
There's a lot of yeah. it going out. That's fairly intentional Listen, on that kind of a scale. if I go home tonight and there's a packet of seeds in my mailbox, <clears throat> I'm going to blame you, Sean. Don't handle them. I won't. I'll call the police. Put them in a Ziploc somewhere. bag. Who do, who do I call if that happens? Uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, they're no, not going to do anything with a packet of you, seeds. You can call the Department of Agriculture. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll yep. have to look them up, but yes. All um, right. Guess what? I just got... Um, so, I may have cracked the code... In all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, don't <laughs> actually plant these seeds. Please don't. Uh, don't do yes. anything with them. We may be having fun with this, but they are probably seeds of destruction for real. Let's not. And I believe we've risk. already seen a glimpse of this, um, you know, back in the, uh, I think it was in the 80s. Um, there was a, here's a clip that may bring back uh, to memory. What these seeds can produce and how devastating that um, alien plant life can be. Okay. Listen to this. Let's hear it. Feed me seed, <laughs> Feed me all night long. <laughs> That's right, boy. You can do it. Feed me seed, Feed me all night long. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Those seeds could be little shop of horrors. <laughs> Rick Moranis made the mistake <laughs> and raised that baby plant, and I think eventually it ate him. Yeah, I believe that's what happened. Yep. So uh, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, wash your hands, but also above <laughs> all, uh, if that plant starts talking to you, my advice is get out of there. Seek medical attention quickly. <laughs> that means you may have ate the seeds. <laughs> Tell your friends you get your information on the Sail Ring Podcast Show. Uh, Trina, uh, that's uh, that's about all I got. No, it's not. So, nope. But wait, there's more. There's one more thing that we need to talk about today. The 2020 National Auction Summit is coming up September 14th and 15th, 2020. It will be 100% virtual and 100% free registration this year. So we have about four hours of training, right, Sean? Uh, two days worth of training, but taking place from 10 to noon each day. So we can conserve everybody's time um, for the remainder of the day. And uh, some of our past sale ring guests will be speaking at the summit, including Patrick McBride with Drone on Demand. Mike Branley will be speaking bankruptcy auctions. John Schultz will be speaking on Google marketing. And Sean Terrell himself We'll be speaking on uh, contract negotiations. So no, well, the negotiating commissions. Commission. Sorry, yeah, it's not about contract. commission negotiations. Yes, commission. Sorry, I wrote the wrong, wrong word. That's He's right. Good. I'm wrong. Long that's good story because short, I had a class prepared for something else. So <laughs> that's <I'm> great. Like, <laughs> I'll have to go on the website and make sure it reads the right way there too. <laughs> the website where you can go and register is nationalauctionsummit.com. It's nationalauctionsummit.com, 100% free registration for free hours of education um, with some really great guests. So be sure to go on and uh, register and join us on September 14th and 15th for the National Auction Summit. It's going to be a little different this year doing yeah. it virtually, but um, in the same token, it's it's always great. Uh, these speakers are mm -hmm. first class, not talking about myself, talking about Mike <laughs> Branley and John Schultz and Patrick McBride, uh -huh. just consummate professionals in the industry, real estate or auction. Mm -hmm. You should tune into this. And the great thing is United Country Real Estate, 
they're underwriting this event. So it's free. As Trina said before, it costs nothing this year. There's usually a little bit of a registration fee to come to the National Auction Summit. Four hours of a high-powered auction and real estate training for free. So there's a wonderful opportunity. And again, what's the website? NationalAuctionSummit.com. NationalAuctionSummit.com. Make sure and tune into that. Trina, do we have anything else? No, I think I'm finally done. All right. <laughs> I'm done talking for a Well, once. we want to get out of here early enough. You can go to Fayette and look at your next oh, yeah, home. Oh, yeah, my with new home. Jail sales in it. Nine bedrooms. No, 12, 11 bedrooms. 11 bedrooms. <laughs> However many baths that ended up being. And it's not even a fixer up. I it's know. Fixed it's fixed up. Nice. It's ready to go. So. Uh, <laughs> This has been a highly interesting show, to say the least. A little bit. Um, Homes with jail cells, um, mystery seeds. uh, (laughs) Yes. And the county fair. You know, it was interesting. I was like, what did we even start off with? I can't even remember. (laughs) Uh, Great stuff. (laughs) Trina, it's good to spend time with you again. And uh, folks, we look forward to seeing you next time inside the sale ring. This episode has ended, but your journey to greatness continues. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesailring.com now. That's www.thesailring.com.